Watching movies on my iPhone 6 While climbing the gym stairmaster folks i was gonna wait for the air conditioning to stop down here to start recording like a professional but last i'm not a professional i'm amateur i'm actually a professional disguised as an amateur disguised as a professional and um well anyway let's get right to it my name's jeff this is part of the jeff cast it's my movie review podcast uh, it's uh interstellar today's interstellar and uh this is a weird one it's a long one. I broke it up into three viewings. It's almost three hours long. It's two forty something minutes long, two hours and forty minutes something, uh, something like that. And uh, so I, I will watch this on the Jim Stairmaster, hence the title of the show. And uh, it was confusing, yes. Uh, probably some would say not the best movie visually to watch on your phone because it was. It did look like a beautiful. Uh, movie and it was a beautiful movie. I can appreciate it on my phone, and that's I think uh, a changing sentiment in just the human existence and the, the brain, even just I think physically in our brains, being able to appreciate beauty through the screens of our phones. And uh, I, I don't, I'm not. That's not a comment that that's okay or better or worse. It's just I think we're learning how to do that, and that's a fact of life, and we should accept it and deal with it, and uh, you know, trying to make sense of that. Anyway, I'm going to play a clip here. Uh, it's about two minutes long. Uh, and it's, a, it's early in the movie. I'm going to try and do this without giving away too many spoilers. The movie, movie's confusing, so I could just sit here and talk about the last 20 minutes. I was, I was hanging tough with it until the last uh, half hour. The last half hour threw me for a loop. And I knew it was coming. And I, I, and I, I, I joked about it the other day when I was talking. I, I, I knew, I just knew it was fucking coming. The Christopher Nolan twist. I'll get into a little bit of all that. Let's just listen to the clip. This is Matthew McConaughey talking to his children's uh, teachers, and they live in a small town. And this is early enough, kind of setting up the plot. You know, this is when you don't really know quite what this world is that we're uh, uh, watching these characters exist in. And um, so, yeah, just, just give this a listen. Murph is a great kid. She's really bright. But she's been having a little trouble lately. She brought this in to show the other students the section on the lunar landings. Yeah, that's one of my old textbooks. She always loved the pictures. It's an old federal textbook. We've replaced them with the corrected versions. Corrected? Explaining how the Apollo missions were fake to bankrupt the Soviet Union. You don't believe we went to the moon? I believe it was a brilliant piece of propaganda that the Soviets bankrupted themselves, pouring resources into rockets and other useless machines. Useless machines. And if we don't want a repeat of the excess and wastefulness of the 20th century, then we need to teach our kids about this planet, not tales of leaving it. You know, one of those useless machines they used to make was called an MRI. And if we had any of those left, the doctors would have been able to find a cyst in my wife's brain before she died instead of afterwards. Then she'd have been the one sitting there listening to this instead of me, which had been a good thing because she was always the, the calmer one. Oh, right. There's a lot to, just even in that clip, there's a lot to unpack. And I think in terms of understanding this movie, I'm going to try and do, do that. This won't really give away any kind of major plot points in the movie. This happens very early in the movie, this talk with his teachers. 
it's kind of funny because they address this concern like it's a conspiracy that that we faked the moon landing well and so whether or not we did or not in in the in this movie's universe isn't really the point but that sort of that that uh, angle of, of like this big conspiracy theory type type angle isn't isn't really flushed out or addressed um, it's just sort of in that one scene and it's kind of funny how it, that sets the tables for like uh, what what's going on you know what the actual focus of the movie is they have so so I'm just picking up on this so he says there's no MRIs anymore in this universe and I'm th- and so just to give you a basic plot to entry point to this world takes place some point in the future the human population is decimated there was some great wars there's like a there's these drones that are flying over like solar drones that like have been that there was clearly some sort of war based on what i'm guessing was resource depletion um this is definitely a global warming climate change angle to to the what this universe is that that we're watching this movie take place in and um it's not, and I'm not faulting. This is, not, I don't think, a fault of the movie, but I think that it's it's not ex- really explained. It's I think it's actually to a credit that it's kind of left vague because uh, there's a lot of other points they want that, that they they delve into, and so they to to give you a lot of boring backstory about the history of this fake uh, scenario or you know potential scenario, I guess is what they would really like to frame it as, probably, uh, is not really the point. You have what this movie is is just like all of his movie, all of Christopher Nolan's movies that aren't the you know not the Batman the the Batman trilogy aside. There's sort of this how deep can you dig yourself a hole in in writing a movie type of uh, experiment. That's how I see it anyway, and I don't th- I don't think that's a bad bad uh, bad thing. I think this movie at times where it, when it works, it's really kind of beautiful and artistic and the explaining and this was my number one uh the number one folly of why i hated inception and i really did dislike inception because because 65 percent of that movie is just them talking about like trying to they're talking to each other but they're basically trying to convince the viewer that this is this is how it would work in this dream world. This is how this is how this works in the dream world. This is how the dream thing works in this way. And it's this really boring back and forth about like, oh, so the dream thing world works in this way when you do this. Oh, but this guy can do. Th- oh, okay. And then this this is how the dream thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, there there's less of that in this movie. And I think that's why it works. I think at its best, this movie wants to be like. Um, and this is a bold comparison. I'm not. I'm not really making this comparison because they're worlds apart. But it really is trying to be like a space odyssey, a 2001 space odyssey. What? Why that movie works so well is that it is of all of the things it leaves out. I mean, there's stretches of that movie where no one's talking. You're just watching these things, these transitions take place. Um, sorry, my phone rang. So well, I lost my train of thought. Uh, when when I when I always found myself kind of like putting my hand to my head, being it wasn't the parts where I was confused about what was happening on screen. It was when they were trying to be like, oh well, relativity means this in the fifth dimension, and this means this. It's like don't even try and do that because I'm sure you've worked. And this is not to discredit the hundreds and hundreds of hours they probably pumped into this thing trying to make sense of it in their 
brains. I'm talking about Christopher Nolan and his brother, who I believe is the co-writer. It's not. It's not to any of their disservice that they did that. It's just that I don't. I'm. I'm a simple man, and I don't really need to know if it makes sense from a scientific standpoint. My guess is that it barely does. I mean, just just the. These are all theoretic principles that that a lot of the movie is based on when it gets into the plot the main chunk of the plot um yeah uh what else i gave this movie a 6.919 so i i did like it and here's the thing matthew mcconaughey i think is was a perfect perfect cast for this movie because the movie is crazy it's a crazy plot and he's a crazy actor and you need a kind of goofball actor in a way to throw into this kind of this type of sci-fi action movie i think he worked perfectly in this role and I think that I think this movie—if you had had a guy in there overacting in a way that wasn't just like, well, there, you know, in in a, in a less likable way, the overacting that this sort of role necessitated. Like Anne Hathaway is an example. I don't—I didn't mind her in this movie, but her overacting is less relatable than McConaughey. I, I guess relatable is the word I'm looking for. It's just. I, I per, maybe it's just my personal take on it, but it's just it, I find it more intriguing that they that they cast kind of like McConaughey. Who's into you heard the clip? I mean, he's just full on, you know, I'm driving my Buick around Matthew McConaughey, and that's what he that's kind of how he acts in every film. And I I think he's a good actor, and I kind of um, I thought that was a, a strong point in the movie. Matt Damon also pops in, in the end. Spoiler alert: He's sort of a I guess he's sort of an would you call that an Easter egg? Some people call it because he's like I don't think he was mentioned in the uh, promotion of the movie at all, but he comes, he comes in the end. Look, the movie's in a lot of ways is a, plot-wise is probably a mess, and if you were really gonna pick it apart, and I heard a lot of people also saying like, oh, it's not about it's about a meditation on being a parent, and I'm I and I and I am a parent, and I'm sort of like, that's not what this movie was trying to do. Like, don't tell me that this home, this all of the they, they put together all of this this craziness and trying to explain and make it work all of the uh you know there's time i'm gonna tell you there's time travel involved all all of course there's time travel involved but but all of that they're trying to to it was just to a, a, a smoke screen for a movie that was supposed to make you feel like the relationship between and there is real emotions there i'm not discrediting that but i'm saying that's not the whole movie i i remember reading a few reviews being like well it's really just a meditation on his uh, a father and a child and i'm like that's part of it but don't tell me it's not about the plot too, because then why are we listening to these people talk about the plot, uh, the uh, really specific uh, science stuff in the, the plot? Because then you don't need to. Then you could just have it. If you wanted to make it a lyrical picture about that, then you could have removed so much dialogue. And I would have been that would, like I said before, that would probably would have made the movie better. I thought it looked great. I mean, he he's one of he's really at the top of his game in terms of making a movie look as just awe-inspiring and i watched it on my phone so i can't imagine what i'm sure this was like imax and all that crap and uh i'm, not, I'm probably not, not sure if it was 3d but uh i'm sure it looked great in, in the movie theater too and i and i and i'm i'm tentatively back on board with christopher nolan after the uh the uh i keep inception 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 insomnia i keep on saying insomniac inception i know he did that too i i I referenced that before that all he had three movies that all began with IN. His next movie is going to be called Intellectual. So look out for that. Yo, look out for my website, www.myamerit.ca. 
and we'll hit you back with the podcast sometime in the future.